Hello folks, I'm Elijah. This is the What Are You All About podcast. Today on the show, we have Joe Calderon from Lightworker. He discusses everything from why he loves the ocean so much to when his band randomly met Lorna Shore on the road to his faith journey and things. So this was a really fun episode. I think I probably say every episode is really fun, but that's because I enjoy them a lot. I'm sorry I didn't put out an episode last week. I just didn't manage to get one lined up in the time, but I've got a bunch lined up. And also, we know with this episode is sadly the audio, the way I usually record went kaput right before we started. So I used the Zoom audio, so it's a little bit worse. But I hope you guys still enjoy it and let's get right into it. You're listening to the What Are You All About podcast. Hello, folks. Today, we have Joe from Lightworker on the show. Joe, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you doing, Elijah? I'm doing good, yeah. So we always start this podcast off with a very shotgun question. What are you all about? So, Joe, how would you describe what are you all about? Well, that's a big question. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess for me, it would be... uh, I try to be all about um, loving other people is what I would say. Yeah. How did you get to a place where you'd say that's what you're all about? Uh, I would say that it kind of comes from my upbringing, uh, being of Latin descent um, and just a, being taught by my family, you know, always being welcoming and stuff like that, coupled with um, experience. Uh, You know, I've hurt people before, and that's not a good feeling. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, just wanting to be better um, at respecting people uh, from all walks of life and experiences. And Mm. I think ultimately, also, it's kind of reflective of my personal beliefs um, in God and whatnot. And uh, so you kind of mix that all up together. And and I think it's just something that I should be all about and I strive to be all about. Mm-hmm. So with Latino culture, obviously, that's probably like a very big thing to try to explain but how would you try and explain like part of it um for the people listening who won't really understand that or haven't experienced it yeah I would say that um growing up it didn't matter who it was if I had a friend or uh from school or something like that my mom was always super welcoming making sure Mm -hmm. that uh, each guest felt comfortable, um, and uh, and that also extended to um, family, immediate, and also extended family, and also um, if somebody brought, you know, um, I guess a, a friend over or something like that, or it was like. Uh, or even just like the mailman, if they just look thirsty <laughs> on a hot summer day, I'd just be like, hey, you want some water? You know, like, yeah. And so uh, I think um, Latin culture uh, can be very um, specifically Salvadoran 
uh, can be very, uh, it's very social mm -hmm. and, um, and, uh, it, I think that kind of just, uh, has reflected onto me, uh, by default. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting to hear about how that's what that's like, because over here, it's like sort of a friendly culture, but it's very much Britain's way more reserved than I think the other side of the ocean just generally we're more like keep to ourselves and mock everything and that sort of stuff instead of like having loud opinions we just like mock everything so yeah I I um I have a few friends that are British and you know just uh it's it's really uh I get along with them real well because they have a dry sense of humor and <laughs> deadpan and and whatnot and um I really appreciate that. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, there's definitely differences, but that's kind of what makes every, you know, just being a human being beautiful, I think, you know, it's just uh, finding those bridges to and, and those differences and just celebrating them or, you know, maybe teasing them a little bit, you know, like yeah. uh, in, in good fun. <laughs> For sure. Like I found it folks who are especially British, often the way to get on really well with them is just to have like pure bands from the start and then like that kind of works out versus like other cultures might take that differently. But like depending on the sort of person I might know, okay, I can like instantly start mocking them and then they'll just do it back and then we'll be mates. So. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just, it's not having a go. It's as, as, as you guys would say, it's, it's, it's having a laugh. Exactly. So yeah, absolutely. Kind of, um, and the way that I think about it is that all the really loud people left for America, like a couple hundred years ago. So now, mm -hmm. It was like the quieter people's descendants, and that explains the difference. So <laughs> that, that, that could very well be true for sure. Yes. So yeah, you talked a little bit about faith. What would you say your faith journey's been like? How did it start off and how did you get to where you are now? I would say I definitely came from a traditional background. Uh mm -hmm. Latin folks typically tend to have like a very uh, traditional background and whatnot. Um, and then as I grew older, I had questions and, uh, about faith, humanity, the human condition. And I think I just started reading a bunch of books, talking to people about it. Um, you know, uh, exploring all other facets of, of life and different belief systems that might pertain to uh not believing in much of anything to buddhism to uh mm -hmm. you know kind of what i grew up with which was christianity and um i think my my views now are i still definitely consider myself a christian but i would say that it definitely is not like on the conservative side of stuff, you know, I, I, I really, I, for me and, you know, like, and, and all due respect to, to folks who, you know, uh, have 
that established, I guess, kind of faith. Uh, I, I guess for me, after uh, touring and meeting different people and living with different people with different backgrounds and different views on life, I've, uh, you know, I, I think for me, it just comes down to, you know, would Jesus love this person? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, even if they are an atheist or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, or even if they're a Christian, but they don't particularly share the same, uh, I guess, theology. Um, for me, at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, I, I just want to do right by that person and, and, and love them. And, um, you know, Lightworker isn't a Christian band, um, but I think some of those elements kind of naturally um, flow through the veins of the song lyrically. And um, I think that's kind of uh, because like the other guys aren't Christians, but they respect where I'm coming from and whatnot. And I think that's kind of uh, what it's what it should be about, you know, at least at this point in my walk. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think definitely the church can miss loving people well. And like, personally, I've got quite traditional sexual ethics. So I think part of holding that is realizing, I think a lot of people who feel rejected by the church isn't because they hold those views, but because they hold those views and then don't love people well in that so it's kind of like wherever I land I want to do that as well as I can while loving people and I want wherever I am to be able to have a conversation with someone and hear their story essentially which is kind of what this podcast does but right right and and that's the thing it's just like I'd rather not even have that conversation with somebody like in terms of specifics i'd rather just hang out get to know that person and if they're curious about wanting to you know dive into that then let's go but otherwise you know uh i'm gonna want to you know share a meal or go to a concert or just you know do other stuff and and i'd rather the way i live my life reflect what i i I believe is to be true you know yeah for sure i wouldn't want to like see one part of a person make that into like everything i'd want to like exactly as humans and like when it comes up or whatever be able to dialogue well so yeah absolutely yeah yes were there like moments for you where like you that really changed how you saw christianity or like it sounds like you drifted off and came back like what brought you back to it i don't think i ever completely sorry no yeah yeah no no you're good i i I wouldn't say i ever completely drifted off um Mm -hmm. i think i i've just i went through two stages i would say the first big uh I don't even know what to call it, but I guess like when I first found out like what it actually, or realized rather what it might mean to be a Christian was in my 
mid teens, late yeah. teens. And, um, and then I had two different, uh, seasons of pretty hardcore doubt in my mid twenties mm-hmm. where, um, I just, that's when I did a lot of reading, um, and not just from like a Christian background, but you know, Buddhism, um, atheism, a bunch of different stuff. And so I think for a while, maybe I loosely considered myself to be a Christian at that point, but I still was. So like, I never was like, I don't identify with this anymore. Um, that was never the case, but, um, and then I would say within the last year or so, um, has been another stage of that, you know, uh, of, of examining what it is that I believe, um, and, uh, how it pertains to, uh, everyday life and the way that I interact with people, um, and what it means for me as a person who sometimes I can be a little bit of a hothead and what that means in terms of like, yo, dude, you need to chill out, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but, uh, yeah, so all those, like those, I would say those four main events from when I was in my late teens, the two bursts of doubt in my early mid twenties. And then the last few years have definitely been reflective. You know, those have been time periods of reflection and and figuring out kind of like where as I evolve as a human being, like how my faith evolves as well. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give an example of how your faith has evolved with you? Yeah, I would say that um I think before I especially growing up, like I definitely stayed away from a lot of secular music, mm-hmm. you know? And then um, as I got older and I had more conversations with people and uh, I started to listen to more secular stuff. And whenever something was critiquing the basis of my faith, instead of me becoming defensive about it, I would try to understand where they were coming from yeah, and, and try to answer the questions that the songs pose. And therefore, instead of me being offended or being defensive, it's like, okay, well, what, what's really the issue here? Mm-hmm. And then being able to, to answer the questions or the statements, um, on my own made me understand where that person that might be saying the lyrics might be coming from and moreover, like make me feel closer to them, even though I might not know them in person. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, yo, I completely understand where you're coming from. And uh, so I would say learning not to be as reactionary towards things that might be controversial to, or or different than my views has really helped me um and uh 
And I think that's something that kind of comes from God, you know, to be patient mm-hmm. and, and, and loving and stuff like that. And yeah, that's that I, I would say that's probably that's a, a pretty big example, I think, actually. But yeah, that would be an example. Yeah, that's really interesting. I haven't like thought about that aspect of secular music. It's often like for peeps that they either like start listening to it or they like get convicted about it but that's really interesting to hear being able to approach that well yeah i i I would say like a specific example would be like um there's a a band a a little band um (laughs) called architects (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh yeah they're huge so but there, there was one song off of uh, their album called Our Gods Have Abandoned Us. Uh, and actually just that whole entire album, I think, is filled with a lot of tricky stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially since their guitarist wrote the lyrics, basically knowing that he would be passing away. Mm. Um, but, you know, the, the very first song is called uh, Nihilist. And... I just and I and I actually love the lyrics to that song because I can completely empathize with what he's saying. Would I say it the same way? No. <laughs> <laughs> but um but I I I understand it and and to me all it makes me want to do is kind of pick up what Sam, the vocalist, was saying and say like okay you know what you're right and then but what can i do as a person that does subscribe to a belief system to make the world better for not just like christians but other folks as well you know that might hold uh some contempt for 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 belief systems or Mm -hmm. or religion or or whatnot so i i guess that's kind of the approach that i've you know, kind of taken and, um, and I've gotten a lot, I feel like God has really spoken to me a lot through a lot of secular, secular, um, music, which is pretty wild. Um, so, um, and you know, yeah, it's littered with some pretty graphic language and imagery, (laughs) but sometimes I'm just kind of like, well, dude, you know, the Bible itself is pretty graphic and pretty Mm -hmm. gnarly. You know, at times I indeed. know there's what's that? I just said indeed. Yeah, exactly. So it's just <laughs> like it's like, okay, I don't need to be overly sensitive about this stuff. We can actually have a conversation and 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 actually observe what's going on here. So um, but yeah. Yeah, what's an example of God speaking to you through a song that folks might not necessarily expect or yeah i would say another band uh here and now we're getting pretty pretty into it uh (laughs) i would say there's a band called uh fit for an autopsy um that i think definitely have some very passionate brutal lyrics Mm -hmm. and actually reading that stuff and and the lyrics and recognizing that it's more than just you know like how gnarly can you know the vocalist get with his vocals or you know how heavy the breakdowns are um which is all awesome stuff yeah but 
actually reading like the lyrics and and for example for example they have a song called i think it's called black mammoth and it basically talks about how uh uh indigenous uh folks here in the u.s have had their land taken away from them wrongfully and whatnot Mm -hmm. and uh and just bringing awareness to that and I think that's an aspect of history that, you know, we don't really pay attention to for whatever reason. And, you know, I think it's, it's good to be aware of that and recognize that these folks are people too. And, and we should definitely be aware of what they're going through and whatnot. And, and, learn how to address and stick up for uh just our brothers and sisters uh maybe not through christ but just through through just being a human being you know (laughs) and and um yeah it's so like stuff like that where i was just kind of like okay like i i get it you know i get it and and just uh yeah it's it's i think it's been a real period of like reflection i think uh the first year like of like 2020 was pretty like external i think for me and then uh halfway through 2021 i think i started to internalize a lot of stuff and just try to process a lot of stuff and um, and i think uh bands like fit for an autopsy or architects have really uh at least music wise have been at the helm of all that stuff, not faith-based stuff, which is pretty mm-hmm. interesting, but, um, man, God is everywhere. For you know? sure. So, Hey, <laughs> yeah, I definitely get you. I think first of all, Jesus has like very strong words for when the church doesn't help needy people. So I think that's something where we need to not take that lightly. And my second we thought is, and there's a band called Buried Tomorrow, which I found has really helpful, but a lot of their songs feel like the gospel without the hope part of Jesus dying. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. taking those songs and seeing this is a very real way of seeing the world. Um, and I can acknowledge that and say mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is valid. This is what life is like when you don't have any a gospel and jesus who's died for our sins in that so i think i found that's kind of how i think through a lot of secular music is this is showing our need for the gospel in a way Mm. if you get me no 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 definitely i i definitely understand that and i and i think that's kind of how I internalize it because it's just like, okay, this is what somebody that's not a Christian is saying. What can I do to remedy that? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Is there any, do you want to share some examples of where you've been able to take action in a way or I guess remedy that is? Um, I would hope that Lightworker 
like I said, we're not a Christian band, but I do believe that it's kind of our duty, even though we're a very tiny band, we do have a small little platform. Mm-hmm. So whenever something is going down in the world, which it always is, and we try to do the best that we can <laughs> within our means. Um, but for example, um, I guess one of the latest examples is um, my mom was diagnosed with cancer back in 2017. And so we have two songs off of our first record that kind of talk about that. Um, and one of those songs in particular is called Remove the Earth. And the breakdown part, the the screaming vocals say, hell is not enough to finish me. And so we made a shirt out of that. And, uh, you know, luckily my mom is okay now, but uh, we had some people that were close to us that were diagnosed with cancer that were kind of going through that. And so we took that design and um, a portion of the uh, proceeds went towards those families since, um, Mm -hmm. since uh, the, the people that got sick were older. So they had, um, they, they were, you know, helping bring the income. So the, that portion was to help alleviate any of that financial stress, you know? Um, and, uh, I would say that's, and and it's just doing it because it's the right thing to do. I believe Mm -hmm. when, you know, like you said earlier, just like, reaching out to folks when, when they need something and providing a glimpse of hope. And it doesn't necessarily need to be money all the time. Sometimes it's like just visiting somebody and spending time with them. Mm -hmm. And, um, but, uh, yeah, I would say that that would be uh, a big example. And I I think that's something that we will continue to do. Um, I, something that I feel led to do. Um, and we've done that with, other um with our very first release with the ep we did something similar with uh some merchandise there was a hurricane uh, and so we raised some money and we sent uh the money to uh a charity that was uh providing relief mm-hmm. for for those folks and um but yeah that to me is just kind of like you know you hear like about mega church pastors and you know hurricanes happening and they have these big churches and they refuse to open it up to give shelter to people that no longer have homes because of natural disasters and then and i'm just kind of like that's not the way Mm -hmm. that's not what we've been commanded to do a and b just like out of the principle of being a good human being like (laughs) like you you know we should be doing and so like we just try to do it like i said within our means um and hopefully if uh if the band continues to grow we can we can take on and do bigger stuff with any kind of platform that uh that we're offered yeah for sure that's epic and like like you said, it doesn't necessarily always need to be like money or something. A lot of people just need lesson to because 
in this day and age often people don't really get listened to where they're at and what's happening in life Mm -hmm. and that's why i think what jake did with uh, heart support is awesome because he's he's trying to you know jake lures from august burns red like i think that's awesome it's you know he's doing something positive and then he opened his own freaking gym Mm -hmm. which is you know (laughs) like and and that's connected to the mental and the spiritual you know for sure if you're not right physically, then, you know, um, it's not going to help the mental or the spiritual. So I, I think what he's doing is great and tremendous with the platform that he has. Definitely. It's epic to see all the positive influence that he has, both in terms of like fitness, which I think is a thing where there's like the I don't know, self-help influencers who are like, get fit. And folks are like, nah, I don't think I will. But because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so it's like get up at 5 a.m. and run five miles or whatever. But like on a basic level, um, God gave us bodies to take care of as humans. And I think often people will find that when they do take care of them, they're a lot happier. Like, yeah, myself, this is. kind of an extreme healthy thing but I love going in the ocean because it's an absolute rush and it's like something that very much makes you feel alive and it's also something that's very healthy so there's things like that where it's like pain mixed with a lot of payoff where yeah it's probably not everyone wants to jump in the ocean but i think <laughs> right yeah some no i've heard about that and then there's like polar, i think they call polar bear clubs where they do that in the middle of winter and <laughs> like they actually like go swimming like it'll be in the middle of winter and they'll go swimming in the ocean and i actually i have like a i think the ocean is probably one of the best places on the planet or you know like the beach like i completely identify with that so um you know i love going to aquariums and stuff like that i can get lost in that you know just like there and so i'm looking forward to touring some more because i would love to like visit aquariums whenever time allows on tour you know you're listening to the what are you all about podcast Right, so let's get back into it. So with like the ocean and sea life and that, what what do you think got you into like, I don't know, was there a time where you realized this is really cool or, yeah, oh, if that makes man, sense. I think, yeah, yeah, no, it does make sense. Um, I think probably sometime when I was like, in school um when i was younger probably like my preteens or something like that where i found out that we've only discovered like i think it was only like a little bit more than 10 percent of what's going on in the ocean Mm -hmm. and most of our planet is water so (laughs) i'd like to me i'm just kind of like that's insane we know more about space then we do our own ocean. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I think after that, it just really just drew me to it. And it's just kind of like, geez, we don't know 
I mean, we've been in the deepest parts uh, in the Marianas Trench, but we, I mean, there's so much like pressure and, you know, like different uh, toxic gases, at least to human beings that, uh, you know, it's hard for us to go all the way down there. And it costs a lot of money, obviously, yeah. so you need to have specialized like submarines and whatnot. But we have been down there and they find wildlife. Mm -hmm. like flourishing and i'm just like what is this? so like <laughs> i think that just really just draws me to it and just the fact that we are our bodies are made up of you know mostly water and yeah. then but if you drink way too much or if you are in the ocean or a lake or something like that i mean it's just this untamed beast that mm. is your friend, but also could be your foe, you know? Yeah. And so, and just all the creatures like the, in the ecosystems and I, I don't know, I could go on forever, <laughs> but like, it, it's just, there's just so much to explore and to learn. And um, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's beautiful. Um, and uh, you know, I anytime there's like a new documentary like that I know is going to be well done, I watch it. I even watched one that like Johnny Depp narrated. <laughs> like that's how like into it I am. I'll just like sit there, just like you know, with some popcorn and just watch it and just download it all into my brain. But yeah, I, I love it. Yes, that's amazing. Like my wee brothers are kind of like that, where they're absolute science nerds, where mm -hmm. they'll like, they've like read through fact books. And then they'll like remember everything. And like in my family, we're all kind of like ADHD. So they'll at random moments just like pull out this random thing they read or so on. <laughs> it's like, bro, where do you get that from? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So yeah, that's what my wee brothers are like. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to them. Exactly. Shout out to Andrew and Levi. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, but yeah, so what made you decide to uh, to start this podcast? What made me decide to start this podcast? Um, I think at the beginning of adolescence, you kind of feel like you're right about everything. Um, and then you get into a few debates with people and stuff. And then eventually you realize, oh, okay, there's reasons people believe things. And like people are on a journey through life in that. So I think just kind of wanting to quite simply ask folks what are they all about and what's the journey behind that mm -hmm. so I think it really came down to wanting something really simple but I guess really direct and hopefully meaningful so yeah that was kind of what for me inspired me to make this that's rad I like that thank you it seems like so far folks like it and we'll see how it goes and if I keep it up but I really enjoy doing it and I found there's always like a very subtle buzz that I get from interviewing people it's not like a massive rush but it's I like practically always end podcast with feeling like yo that was really cool to be able to talk to a person and I guess get to the meat of what I like to discuss with people when meeting a new person so yeah yeah awesome 
we'll throw throw another question at me. What what do you got if you yes. want to get into some meat? <laughs> so, so, um <laughs> obviously you're a metalhead and that doesn't just happen. So right. how did you land yourself in the boat of all these weird people? <laughs> um it was kind of a slow burn for me. Um mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, me. I was a first generation uh, American here in the U.S. So, like, I'm the child of an immigrant, and uh, so I grew up with a lot of the traditional Latin music uh, and church music, and um, but the my mom's boss had some kids that were older than me, but they were really into, I mean, it was the nineties. So they were really into a lot of rock bands and whatnot. And I also had a cousin that was uh, in a hard rock band as well. That was, uh, and they were super sick. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, but he'd always have like Nirvana playing in the background or Slayer or, um, (laughs) quite the job the one that always stuck out to me was iron maiden and i was just like oh that's that's you know like i loved it but i was like i felt guilty for liking it you know (laughs) so um and uh and then i guess like i kind of went away for a while but i ended up finding like rock bands that i really liked and then before I knew it, I was like, oh, there's like a whole underground of all this music mm-hmm. that I've never heard of before. And I just started like, you know, this is back when people will buy CDs and stuff. But, you know, I would find out about a band from like a buddy or something. And then I would listen to music. And if I liked it, I would read the the liner notes in the booklet. And mm-hmm. then in there, they would thank other bands. And then there would be lists of bands. And I would just look up those bands and I would go to like the music store and they used to have like these listening stations. And um, if they had the CD, they would slice it open and then that way I could listen to it. Yeah. And then it'd be like, Oh, that's cool. And then I would like pick it up and I would like not eat lunch for like a whole week. That way I could afford the $20 CD (laughs) and um, dedication. Yeah, no, I, I, I love, I loved music ever since I was a kid. And, um, and I think it just ended up being the right place at the right time where, um, in my late teens, I got used to the screaming stuff, but, and then I started to remember, oh, I really like that Iron Maiden stuff, you know, like Mm -hmm. the twin guitars and whatnot, like, and then, so I heard bands like Zayo or Haste the Day, and those were kind of like two of my first like kind of more metal records um and then um i kind of just yeah went down that route and um and just i i ended up just loving riffs you know just Mm -hmm. i'm definitely more of a riff guy than a breakdown guy i like breakdowns but like (laughs) cool riffs are just like oh man i mean because again I, my background is iron maiden you mm-hmm. know so like you know it was yeah so that's how i got into that and i then um kind of discovered uh you know i was like oh okay well uh solid state records is uh kind of like the sister 
label of tooth and nail. And so I got super into a lot of the solid state record bands, the face down record bands. Um, and, uh, and it also expanded into like stuff like kill switch engage okay. unearth and, you know, bands like that. And, um, and now I love all styles of metal. So yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of how that happened. Yeah. You just started going down the rabbit hole and then you kept going. Excuse me. That's all right. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, that seems to be how it usually goes is like, it's maybe a little bit slow at first. But once you start, you just go down. Yeah, (laughs) definitely go down that rabbit hole, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Would you say there was like anything? Yeah, because I think it's like a specific type of person that gets into this sort of music. So would you say there was anything that I guess makes made you more likely to get into that sort of thing or Uh, i think it was a mix of like my cousin listening to that stuff when i was a kid mixed with kind of like a pretty rough upbringing mixed with um i've always been you know you ask your friends are you more into like math and science or are you more into like art and just uh and and language and i've always mm-hmm. been more into art and language than i have science and and math um and uh however i do respect science and math a ton because yeah. i believe i believe they go hand in hand uh with when it comes to uh faith but that's a different thing but um <laughs> But I would say, uh, you know, the lyrics and stuff like that, re- recognizing that I wasn't alone in, in a lot of the things that I felt during those uh, seasons of my life. And even now, just knowing that I can identify with a lot of what's being said mm-hmm. uh, through a lot of the music that I like to listen to is um, a great feeling. You know, it makes you feel a little less alone in this crazy world. Um, And I think there was definitely that sweet spot of there were a lot of albums coming out um, in the mid 2000s that I think really helped shape a lot of that for me, too. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I would say I would say it was a combination of all the three of those things. Just kind of having that music kind of planted in my brain when I was a kid, mixed with like a a, a rough upbringing, and also wanting to find music that uh, kind of affirmed the things that I was going through. Yeah, but also. F- you know, I guess kind of gave uh, a way out and by stumbling across, uh, you know, bands like um, Haste the Day, Kill Switch Engage, that a lot of the lyrics are definitely, they definitely can be dark, but they also offer um, 
positive resolutions. Mm -hmm. And I think that was integral in, I guess, kind of like uh, designing what my uh, late teens, early 20s to now, you know, what I would become. So, yeah, for sure. I think in metal, it's very it's very empowering in a way of like while it can be dark it doesn't it generally doesn't leave you there so it's very much like here's this dark thing but at some point there's something of a way out even if that that's just like right now you've processed that and can sort of get on with your life right yeah i would agree yeah it's i think for the people who get it they like really appreciate um the emotional processing though obviously there's like some point where you just enjoy metal and it just makes you happy and like things that to other people is pure noise for you is like the greatest thing ever (laughs) (laughs) i could definitely uh agree with that uh because there's definitely some bands that i listen to just you know when you when you have both the worlds collide of like awesome lyrics and awesome music, then you're just like in euphoria because it's like, oh, okay, this is exactly what I've been looking for. But sometimes, you know, you only have music aspect that you really enjoy and you're just kinda like, Okay, but this is still sick. So <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Sometimes you'll be listening to a tune and you're like, These lyrics are so dumb, but the music is peak, so yep (laughs) yep yes (laughs) and then you get stuff like i don't know if you've heard some of the new lorna shore stuff but the song like dancing like flames i think it is like it's almost like a singer songwriter song but as a beautiful deathcore song and when folks like really expand into things like that that's also amazing oh absolutely when bands push the boundaries of what they can do but still tying in what makes them the band that they started off sounding like yeah i i haven't really heard too much lorna shore stuff i know there's a ton of hype around them and and you know they we actually ran into them while we were on tour back in may like of um, course. yeah we were we were just at a gas station and uh uh one of the guys that was touring with with my band was just like yeah uh that's lorna shore that's in there and i was like what that's insane <laughs> so it's just crazy like you know just like two ships in the night um you know just like and we just kind of saw each other for a moment and uh and that was yeah that was like at the very beginning of like like they definitely had some hype but now it's just like it's just tremendous and it's been really rad it's been rad to see how much it they've grown and how much respect they've also gotten too but yeah for sure i think like finn mckenny and his punk rock nba channel i think he's really he's really good at thinking through like how did stuff like that happen well so i think he basically just explained first off obviously to the hellfire got a lot of reactions and second off will ramos is like a really cool person in that so yeah like 
it all makes sense in some way of but like it's very difficult to watch a will ramos interview and like not be like you would want that person to be my mate <laughs> yeah man just be, just being cool and and and, <laughs> and whatnot yeah that's that's the thing and 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 um our bass player uh that was touring with us at the time mm-hmm. uh was the one who actually talked to will and um and apparently they were like and he was like super nice to him and i was in the van sleeping so i because <laughs> this was like probably like 2 a.m or something <laughs> but um but yes yeah, so, uh he was in there and, and i think another dude or two in my band they you know they they chopped it up for for a few minutes but yeah oh, he said he was super epic. nice yeah he said he, he was they were super nice and wished us well on the road and vice versa so yeah yeah i my one sort of similar story was i was seeing wage war recently so me and my mates thought let's well one of my mates thought we'd try and sneak backstage or see if we could figure out a way we didn't manage to but we were in (laughs) we're in the like parking lot on the back of the venue and there was these like random folks who didn't look like metalheads, but we we're like, yo, are you waiting for wage war? They're like, no, we're actually waiting for a light. And I was like, oh, okay. So, but we just kind of got chatting. And as it turns out, they're like a random Aussie indie band. So... Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, we just kind of like chatted with them and told them what they should do in Glasgow. And we were like checking out their spotify and they've got like half a million monthly listeners in that and it was like oh <laughs> wow that's brutal but they but were just awesome. like really chill dudes so that's that's you know honestly that's the way it should be you know um that's that's so sick that's that's a cool story what was the name of the band do you remember um royal otis so oh, okay that's cool so if you ever want to listen to random aussie indie music <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And <laughs> you know where to so, wait one of my favorite bands is so you you live in scotland yes oh, okay yeah one of my favorite bands is from scotland okay um bleed from within yeah i, I know i'm a h- huge 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 fan of that band and in fact that that band is actually one that has I'm not going to say it's directly influenced the new Lightworker record, but there's definitely some nods to their, to what they do on our upcoming record. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in terms of musical style. Um, but yeah, I adore that band. They're so sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The one song by them that I really liked, I think it was like into nothing or something like that. Um, yeah that's a great song yes. yeah absolutely and they're new i mean like the the last three records is kind of like a trilogy almost not okay. not like not intentionally it's just how consistent they are and you can see them grow um mm-hmm. from the first album uh well, i mean they have more albums than this but the first in the trilogy era uh as they would say it but uh or era as we would say it in yeah. in, in the u.s um <laughs> there's era then there's um fractured and then uh the new one shrine and you can Mm -hmm. just hear them grow and it just it rips man it just rips it's so sick 
yeah for sure it's like epic when you can hear bands and just see them progressively get better like one band you might have heard of them unseen faith where Mm -hmm. released an album like five years ago where there was one song off of it i liked and then they did another one in 2020 where there was like four or five that i really liked and then they just released a new single and it was like really epic deathcore and it was just like seeing the progression yeah (laughs) which is really cool to see so yeah absolutely um how did you find out about lightworker i i didn't know i think it was prob there's a few different options I don't know if it you guys ever got featured on the labeled podcast. Um, it might have been that. Um, we had a commercial a couple of years ago about it, about our new. Uh, at the time, it was our new record, "Fury by Failure," but that was a long time ago. That, that was, was like two probably years. Probably it. I think. Got it. Nice, so, dude. Yes, that's awesome. Your wee advertisement did something. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> And believe believe me, like that kind of stuff does not go unnoticed uh, when people are just like, oh, yeah, we heard from about you from the radio or we heard about you from like that ad- advertisement like that. And it just means a lot to us, mm-hmm. like that people would actually hear like a 15 second clip or something and then actually give us a chance. So thank you. Yes, you're welcome. It was definitely a vibe. I think I remember getting up at like 7 a.m during lockdown or something like that and going for a run and vibing to some of the tunes so hell yeah that's awesome (laughs) i love hearing that sort of lockdown vibes but like for me i got into the album fight the silence by four today during lockdown so like some Mm -hmm. of the songs my brain just completely takes them out of that but some of them my brain just like this is a lockdown tune because my brain instantly connects it with all that, which makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense, but it's it's weird that we're in a place in the world where your brain associates a song with the whole world being shut down. So yeah, wild times, man, wild times. And you know, for us, I mean, we wrote and recorded that record over the span of a, a few years, and mm-hmm. so we got signed back in October of 2019 and we're and then you know 2020 happened and we're like oh crap we're gonna be delivering our record uh it's a lockdown record so it was (laughs) in for for a a baby band a brand new band that nobody's Mm -hmm. ever heard of i mean it's 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 that's a recipe for like people not hearing your stuff because you can't tour you know Mm -hmm. what i mean or or whatever so but we got really lucky and we're very very grateful for the listeners that we have and like you and whatnot and um i'm i'm stoked to you know for 2023 uh and to give you guys kind of like the next chapter of what like worker will will be yeah for sure that would be epic to get another album is what do you think is the direction that you're going with it you are i think you said it's got some bleed from within influences in that so but yeah i i think i think it's the next logical step for us um every band is always like 
oh, it's darker and heavier or whatever. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like, all right, cool. And I think there's definitely aspects of this record that is that, Yeah, you know, um, we, I think it's a little heavier than Fury by Failure, um, for sure. Um, I think listeners of the band will be, uh, will have a bet, give us a better gauge as to if it is heavier or not. But we, we for personally sure. think it's, it's a, it's a little heavier, you know, um, I think, um, but it's still melodic. I'm still singing a lot, you know, um, but I think one thing's for sure is the screaming vocals in a lot of different places have gotten gnarlier, mm-hmm. like, like the lowers have gotten lower and the highers have gotten higher. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, that's kind of like sprinkled in throughout the record. Um, and there's some more surprises in there that we've that i think people will be hopefully pleasantly surprised you know like like kind of like for example that vocal thing where you know like the screaming vocals where it's just like subtle things that where it's just like okay now we've gone on tour and stuff like that i've learned my voice some more we've learned um what feels fun to play on stage and mm-hmm. what you kind of want to, you know, do more of. And, um, and then like, uh, lyrically it's, um, I think it's definitely not that fury was surface level. Cause I mean, after all, some of those songs talked about my mom being diagnosed with cancer and then, mm-hmm. um, and then anxiety and stuff like that. But like, I, I would say that the, uh, the subject matter for a lot of these songs are definitely a, a little heavier, you know, not like yeah. musically, like, you know, like more breakdowns or whatever, but in terms of like what the, the, the substance of the lyrics are definitely uh, a bit heavier. Um, some of the songs talk about child abuse uh mm-hmm. like coming from the point of view of me and my sister growing up some of the songs talk about suicide um and stuff like that so it's like pretty yeah. like emotional heavy stuff and i think that like i i'm definitely tearing off the band-aid on this one and i'm really <laughs> putting myself out there yeah uh lyrically and um so there's a little bit of that nervousness too, where it's like, well, how are people going to perceive this? Because it's going to be, there's going to be some stuff where it's like, it feels like there is no hope, but hopefully folks pick up on the fact that like, even though a lot of crap has happened throughout, you know, uh, all right. Bless you. Yes, you both got the sneezes. <laughs> but uh, even though even though there's been a lot of crap, there's also been a lot of good, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and looking um, looking to uh, silver linings, even among the crap that has been kind of like shoveled into our faces the last you know like three years or so or more you know um just learning to look at like the things that we should be thankful for 
um, is, is definitely there. So, um, musically, I would say there's more breakdowns on this record than the first one. (laughs) 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 So to anybody that likes breakdowns, uh, that I think, yeah, um, it's, I, I would say there's, yeah, definitely, definitely some more breakdowns. Um, and definitely some headbanging moments so it should be fun yeah sounds epic thanks man yes it's getting late over here so i've got three last questions for you so the first one is what's something that's been bringing you joy recently um what's been bringing me joy recently my niece i have a niece that's um she just turned a year old and I became her godfather recently mm-hmm. within the last couple of weeks. So she's, she's amazing. That's epic. Thank you. Yes. And then the two last questions I've got are, what do you want to plug and what do you want prayer for? Well, uh, what do I want to plug? Well, I would say make sure that you follow Lightworker on all of our social media, you know, uh and also spotify make sure mm-hmm. that you're um following us on there add us to uh our songs to your playlists and stuff like that uh especially as we gear towards a new album uh in 2023 so you're not going to want to miss anything um and then uh i guess uh prayer um that's very kind uh i would say um that god can use this new record for something positive and for everybody mm-hmm. you know not for a specific sect of people or or you know um but just everybody that everybody can get something out of it um and hopefully uh through the record reaching more people that i can become friends with more folks and have good conversations like this one you know so i mean that's to me the ultimate goal so um that's what i would say amazing thank you for coming on absolutely thank you for having me elijah and uh you know uh it'd be awesome to do this again yeah maybe we will and maybe we'll meet someday either if i get my backside over to america or eventually use <laughs> blow up and do a uk tour or something oh man i would love to i would absolutely love to go to the uk so if that ends up happening we'll definitely be hanging yes we'll like get a chippy together or something like that and some absolutely. Iron <laughs> there we go i'm into it <laughs> <laughs> yes amazing thank you thank you and we'll talk soon Yes, see you. If you listened all the way through that, thank you so much. If you want to support the show, please share this episode. This is a very small podcast, so if you can get a couple of friends to start listening to it, that would really help. And yeah, thank you so much, and I will see you guys in a week.